Hey, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. And I am really glad you're here. I'm recording this in a dark room while the oven heats up for me to make gluten-free chicken nuggets. <laughs> and I'm hoping to plan like time so that when this is done, I can put them in the oven. <laughs> So I'm thinking it'll be short, but we'll see how it actually goes. Um, I'm currently in the like back and forth stages. I'm like living in um, the new place, but I'm also needing to come back to the old place and pack and clean and all that stuff. So it's been a little on the chaotic side. Um, lots of positive stuff going on. Um, it's been really nice to just be somewhere that's so quiet. I didn't realize how kind of draining it was for it to be constantly noisy near my apartment until I was at least like the tail end <laughs> of having to deal with it. Um, and same as I said previously about like living in a city where my abusers are and the impact, like emotional impact of having that awareness versus living somewhere where they're not. Another thing I didn't even realize how exhausting it was until I left. So a lot of good going on but I've been really tired I feel like I've talked about this I feel like it's all I've been talking about but <laughs> I think we always underestimate the um emotional like impact of transitions <laughs> I feel like we're always like oh yeah I'll be like fine in a week or whatever but you're like no 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 I'm exhausted I still have to unpack or you still have to pack or you're living out of boxes or whatever's going on so that's where I'm at little update for me it's been my, I've been officially full-time business owner for a week <laughs> um it's been pretty awesome today I was uh I had two rebel movement club classes I had two private clients um and obviously doing this and I I don't know what else I did but it's been it's been great um I have a couple few new clients and it's just been really um, I'm loving it so far. I feel like I thought I would have so much more time, <laughs> but I still have so much to do all the time, which is great. I'm excited about it. Um, I mean, I, again, maybe just like one of those moments where I like underestimate the amount that I work, I do for my business. Um, so I just assumed I would have all this open time, but I don't cause I'm doing a lot of stuff for it all the time. So, um, I feel like I attach judgment to it being good if I'm busy, but I just feel like I need to say in this that productivity does not equal your value. Um, my situation currently is just a little bit more complicated than I was giving it credit for to, to make this simple. <laughs> um, so in today's class, I almost said, no, I just said class. Oh, in today's episode, in today's class, um, I want to talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about a vulnerable topic of why and when I started therapy. Um, and because I just, I feel like it's still so taboo. It's not as taboo as it was for sure. Um, but it's a taboo subject still kind of, and it's one that thank God is not as taboo as it was. And, um, I just feel like it's important for us to talk about this shit. Um, because I don't know where you live. Let me know where you live, but let me know what the mental health system is like there. But like where I am, it's not great. It could use some work. <laughs> um, 
And I think that sometimes, I don't know, sometimes we just don't notice like the impact of going through therapy and not talking about, or like it being a secret kind of thing, or we don't notice the impact of like how hard it is to start it or um, how scary it is and feel like ashamed of it or whatever. We just don't necessarily always notice it and it can be just helpful to talk about it. So that's my idea. And then um, I will touch a little bit on how to work with me at the end. So if you are new or just if you need a reminder, I'm going to make it pretty, very, very clear <laughs> at the end how you can work with me. And yeah. So I have been thinking about this for a little bit and I can't remember how old I was when I first started therapy. I'm pretty sure I was in high school. I think I was, I don't know if I was like grade 10. I'm not really sure to be honest, maybe 11, grade 11. Anyway, I started when I was a teenager, we'll say. Um, and I remember it very, very, very vividly because I just felt like something was wrong. Newsflash, or I guess note from present me to past me, I wasn't the one that was wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. It was the situation I was in, but I didn't know that then. Um, I just was struggling. I was like already struggling with um, eating disorder stuff. I was struggling with um, depression and um, a lot of the stuff that comes along with depression, we'll say, and social anxiety and just really fucking struggling. It was um, now I can look back and see that it's because I was uh, had gone through trauma of several different types and um, was living in an abusive house. So of course I was having a hard time. But then I didn't know that. So I first, um, I don't remember how I started seeing this. I saw a therapist that was through my mom's work, like benefits. And the therapist was really helpful. Um, looking back, there are some things that, I mean, I wasn't aware of them. So that how could the therapist be aware of them? But um, but that person was really helpful. They um, were... I don't even, I honestly can't even really remember much about it back then, but I just remember it being helpful. Um, <laughs> and it just being like, I felt like someone could understand me, but at the same time, I was so consumed with the, this feeling that I was the problem rather than I was in a problematic situation. Um, when I went into college, um or was it the summer I don't know but I was I went to group therapy um in town here and it was an intensive program so it was like I don't know if it was two or three days a week or mornings a week um and that was to be honest a fucking game changer <laughs> that was in that therapy was when I recognized I didn't know what my feelings were, I didn't know what it meant to feel anything except for like, I knew, I knew sad because that one felt, I mean, for a couple of reasons, that one felt like an easy one for me to figure out, but I had had no idea what feelings I was feeling a lot of the time because of trauma. Trauma will do that to you. Um, and I, it helped teach me like there's communication skills I didn't know about. Um, it was really helpful to 
um there's it was just really honestly it was fucking game changer it was a combo of like dialectical behavioral therapy cognitive behavioral therapy and i don't know mindfulness was a big part of it and um there was other stuff too there was one section about food and i think in that um in that part of it i recognized that my I had been essentially taught some like pretty fucked up rules about food. Um, and that's what it was kind of pointed out to me. So I don't know how old I was in college, however, like 19 or something. Um, I was in that for a couple of months, I think. I don't remember how long it was, but it was a really big deal. And that was, um, I would say those two things like therapy um, and then doing the group therapy were I don't know. I think they were two of the best things I could have done for myself back then, even if it wasn't like a perfect situation um, that solved the, the issue of me not being the problem. It still gave me a lot of the tools that I did not, I was not taught like how to feel feelings, <laughs> how to identify those feelings, what to do with those feelings, how to self-soothe and calm down, um, how to talk other people about your feelings um and I think a lot more people are not taught that than than we recognize which is unfortunate because it is pretty fucking confusing and um like isolating and I don't know it's just like it's a it's a pretty bad it's, it just feels shitty and then you can't put words to it because you don't know how to talk about it um I would say just like practice though was the big help, help helper. Um, if therapy is out of your budget, I will just say here, if you, there's plenty of books you can, um, you can find or free resources. Um, I cannot remember the name of the, the sheets that I used to do a lot, but it essentially would have the incident, like the thing that actually happened. And then the, it would have a section where you, um, so the feelings, in your body like what happened in your body then it was um what thoughts came up like what feelings you had like I when I say feelings I mean there's one with physical feelings and there's one with emotional feelings in your body um and then a, a big section of the paper was thoughts you're having and then there's I can't remember the what's after that like a section on like like a basically conclusion like are these is this belief mine um is there evidence to support this? Um, and it's really helpful to recognize when, especially if you're someone who's gone through trauma, to recognize when something is triggering you. And I do not mean triggering in the way that it is now overused. I mean, triggering as in trauma triggering, like mental health <laughs> triggering. Um, I am not a therapist, by the way. I'm just a person who's done a lot of therapy. <laughs> just in case you're not sure um I found that so fucking helpful and I still think about it sometimes like it takes me a little bit to like if it's a big trigger like for example I talked about this last week one of the things I used to be really afraid of is being assertive and one of the thoughts or the the thoughts and feelings that come up from that is because I'm afraid of getting in trouble which often is a kind of more of a kid, like a kid feeling like adults don't 
like who can get us in trouble really i mean i do not mean like i mean for like telling someone to leave you alone like and i i do even as i'm saying this there are very real situations where folks face violence and um that can get them in trouble or like police i'm not meaning in this situation i'm meaning like out of proportion to what's happening like you're saying hey can i have a piece of cheese and you're worried you're gonna get in trouble like that kind of thing where it's like okay why would you get in trouble for that you know what i mean are we on the same page now i hope so um where i like have to kind of do that work of like okay what what is happening why do i feel so scared to ask for this piece of cheese and then i have to remind myself like oh yeah okay this is happening that's okay um <laughs> this is a very random example but there you go um and then i went i moved to a different city and i um really fucking struggled there so, oh no that's even skipping over um when i was in high school i tried to see the um uh guidance counselor there although they ghosted me so that wasn't wasn't helpful um, I am second guessing this whole episode right now. Um, but I'm going to just go through it. I'm going to keep going through it and we're just going to see what happens. I'm going to skip over some stuff from high school because it gets dark and difficult. And it's just not something I feel like talking about right now because that's not really the point of this whole episode. We'll see. If you're listening to this episode and I posted it, let me know how you like it. <laughs> it's very real and vulnerable and I think maybe that's why I'm second guessing. Um, anyway, so when I went to, to, I moved to a different city, I tried two or three different therapists. Um, and actually I had in the city I was in before. So uh, there was, I'm just going to say in general, there was probably like, I don't know, five therapists that I tried that I just never went back to. One of them um, was like, they all had good intentions, but not a lot of them would listen to me. Like they would, they would hear part of my story and just assume they knew the actual problem when it wasn't that. Um, and some of them would blame me for now I'm recognizing abuse that was happening, like emotional abuse um blame me which is obviously not helpful and didn't feel very good um some of them kind of pushed me down more eating disorder paths um it was really fucking rough I'm not gonna lie it was hard to find a therapist that was actually helpful um because I also then had no money to pay for therapy so I practiced with the um, pages I was given as much as I could. Um, I think I tried to read a couple books, but I really fucking struggled to like read a book about therapy or workbook and do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I struggle with that. Um, I can't even remember what was my primary thing that I would do then. I think I just like um, moved my body and I don't think I, I think I avoided shit for a while. I probably, I probably did have good coping skills in some cases, but um, it wasn't until 
I don't know if it was after I did my teacher training or before, but it was like probably like seven years ago or something where I finally was like, you know what? I need support. Like therapy is something that I find helpful to verbalize, like to verbally um, process things. So therapy is something that I felt like I was like, I was fucking stuck. I was like, I am not understanding what's going on. I'm really stuck and I do not want to live my whole life like this. I felt stuck and um, kind of broken for a long time. Small things would get me, uh, like would really bother me. And I didn't understand why. Um, I thought I was the problem. <laughs> I thought I was the problem. And I just was like, basically at like, what's it called? Like wit's end. I was just fucking done. I was like, I can't do this. I can't live like this anymore. I have to do something about it. So I went to therapy. <laughs> I found my therapist on psychology today. The like, there's like a um, website. I don't know if it's in all countries, but they have a, uh, I forgot what it's called, a directory of therapists and at least in the city that I'm in I think they have been other ones too and they will tell you a little bit about themselves and what they specialize in and um I found one that ended up being the perfect fucking fit because I swear to god would not be the person I am today without my therapist I am endlessly grateful they have changed my life and I, um, it just was the right fit. Like it, it takes a while to find the right fit, but when you find it, holy fuck. And you want that balance between like them not letting you avoid shit <laughs> and them giving you space so you feel safe. Like they want, you don't want someone that's going to tell you the things you want to hear all the time because I mean, if you never are uncomfortable, you're never going to change. <laughs> if you're avoiding all your stuff and just keep avoiding it, what's going to happen? You're just like throwing your money out. And this is just my opinion, by the way. I am not saying this is the way it is. But personally, that's how I felt about it. And um, I just kept doing my best, showing up, being honest. And through this safe space and other coping skills I've been using for a long time, like good positive coping skills, I recognize I was not the problem. I had, yes, developed some unhealthy coping skills because, because I had to survive, but um, therapy and helped me to add more healthy coping skills and realize that I was in an abusive situation. I was in an abusive home. Helped me to have memories come up, which I'm not going to lie to you, is not fun, would not choose to do it, would not choose to have them come up. But it is important because they were affecting my, uh, I don't know, fucking like everyday life. And I felt they just it just felt like I was a problem without recognizing where the problem came from. You know what I mean? Like blaming myself, like blaming the symptoms instead of finding the cause. Um, but I, I am like, who I am now versus who I am before this therapist, we're all therapists. 
um, entirely different person. And I would do it again if I had to. I wouldn't want to, but I would do it again. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I understand that, as I said, therapy is not in the budget for everybody. I have been there before. There are other ways of approaching it. There are other things you can do. You can go through the books if that's the kind of person you are. You can um, you know, listen to the audio books or you can journal and figure it out that way. Or you can you know, have a friend who can give you really honest feedback sometimes or whatever. But if therapy is not the only option, I do think sometimes it is really helpful if you can afford it to have an outside neutral perspective on some things you're going through and someone who is empathetic. Because I think it can be really empowering to recognize that even your like in quotes, unhealthy coping skills or your like toxic traits, there's even empathy for those. You know what I mean? Like, I, as I said a couple of times now, used to be so scared of using my voice and being, uh, saying my opinion and sharing stuff um, because it was not safe for me to do that as a kid. That would, and as a kid, emotional connection is just as important as like physical nourishment and stuff. Like it feels like life and death. So of course, when I... Um, of course, when I am thinking about being assertive and using my voice, it would be scary, right? Like, of course, of course. Um, and that part of that is like trauma healing and it's going to be different per person. I'm not saying everyone's been through trauma and needs the same thing, but I just wanted to tell you my story about it. Um, I hope it's helpful. <laughs> I just felt called to talk about it. And as I said, I'm feeling like, what is it called when you're like, um, oh, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> such a good, such a good content for a podcast. Me just talking about words I can't remember. Um, I did this training a while ago that was talking about, it was talking about marketing content and stuff. But um, one of the things it said and encouraged you to do is, be specific and um, get to the point where you're being specific enough that it makes you feel a little uncomfortable because that's when people will identify with it. And that's what I'm hoping will happen here is that you'll identify with this and you'll feel seen and you'll feel heard and you'll feel understood because mental health is so important. Um, and it's something we often overlook we forget that it, mental health can affect how we feel physically, how we have, how much energy we have. It can affect, um, it can affect so much. And unfortunately, a lot of the wellness industry just likes to gaslight us into thinking, oh, we just have to choose to be happy, which is bullshit. Or like, oh, positive vibes only. Also bullshit. The difficult feelings are important to have. They're important to feel, they're important to let out, it's important to express them. Because if they you don't, they will have a hold over you and they will, you know, control some portion of your life or they'll affect you still. You're still carrying them if you don't let them out. 
You have, to, you have to let them out, feel them to put them down. And then sometimes they come back again and then you put them down again. Like you feel them and put them down again. Um, and it's not your, like, whether you have trauma or something else, it's not your fault. Like you are, you are not a flaw. You probably have flaws just like I have flaws, but they don't make you a bad person. And I think that's a really important thing to recognize. I had, I had toxic traits, some poor coping skills that I learned and I can be empathetic with myself for them and also practice changing them. Because if I come at it, I've come at it, come at that growth from a point of hating myself for doing it or being mean to myself for doing it or getting so caught up in like shame. I'm not, it's not going to be productive and it's just going to make me feel worse. But instead coming at all of it with empathy and being like, well, I get, I get why you do that. I get why I did that. And I can change it now too. Same thing with like fears. Like I get why I had a hard time speaking up and now I can practice speaking up, even if it's scary, because I am stronger now. If you are feeling alone and lost and stuck, if you have the ability to try and find a good therapist, I recommend it. If you've tried and you haven't found one that's good, that's not to do with you. It's just like you don't vibe with everybody. And that's okay. If you don't have the the um, resources, I'd recommend like, you know, listening to podcasts and journaling or whatever else, whatever other things help you to like, look at the difficult shit, because we can't, we just can't go through life ignoring the difficult shit as much as we want to. It makes sense to want to like to ignore it because who wants to feel shitty? <laughs> but one thing I found, and it's going to sound corny as fuck, I, and, but I, I know it, I know that it will. But I really mean it is the more that I've learned to feel the difficult shit and let it out, the more I appreciate the good moments because it's the difficult shit is no longer like taking up all of the space in my heart. It's there and some days it takes over and some days it feels like, you know, I'm overtaken by waves, but the depth at which I connect to other people and the depth at which I feel, you know, love and excitement and gratitude and joy is deeper than it was before. Cause it's like, I cleared out a little space. You know what I mean? I hope this episode felt helpful. It very much feels like I'm just sitting down talking to um, a friend about who just asked about my therapy story. <laughs> um, Hopefully I answered questions or concerns that you may have had about your own journey. Um, and I just hope that this was helpful and you feel like seen by it. Like I said, if you have questions, anything like that, let me know. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I almost said goodbye. Cause I got excited about the fact that the time, the, the oven is warmed up and I got to go get my chicken nuggets in the oven. <laughs> um, if you want to work with me, um, first of all, if you want to work with me, I promise you, I'm not going to talk the whole time about my therapist. <laughs> this is a different setting than working with me. This is a more intimate setting. When we work with, when you work with me, it's going to be about you. <laughs> 
just as, just so you know, but I just like to share this stuff so that, you know, I actually can, un- it's not like I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not just saying shit. Like I've actually been through it too. That's one of the things, sorry, I'm going to go back to that for a second. That's one of the things with some of the therapists that bugged me is when it felt like they're just reading from a textbook rather than like, not that they have, have to have gone through what I went through, but they just don't deeply get it or they don't care deeply or whatever. Just like, oh, this is a textbook, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no, no. I want the deep, I want the deep connection. I want the like, I want someone who's going to like, look at the tough shit with me. I want someone who's going to like have those conversations and who's going to let it be safe to be uncomfortable with it. You know what I mean? Anyway, I am someone who understands mental health stuff. Um, I understand basically, I understand a lot of forms of trauma and abuse and I have been through a lot so if you are a person who has done that too and you want to find a safe space with someone who actually gets it um who isn't just saying they're trauma informed but have, has actually been through trauma um who actually has been through eating disorders and kicked out diet culture and has helped other people kick out diet culture like I, I I'm not just saying shit I've actually done those things um you can work with me in with a couple of ways. First one, one-on-one. I fucking love one-on-one clients. I love all of my one-on-one clients. I just love the work itself. I love the Andy diet stuff. Um, and it's a little tricky to explain because it's like, there's not a lot of it <laughs> in this way out there. Um, but essentially, if you're feeling like at odds with, movement like you feel like it feels like shoulds like you should do it but you have a really hard time starting it or um the shoulds are all diet culture and um or it just is like you're in diet eating disorder recovery or diet culture recovery or whatever and you want to feel a team like a team with your body and you want to feel like movement is a tool or you want to be able to feel more consistent with it um, without it being diet culture This is the work for you. Um, we do, it's very like, I don't say, I don't say we make it up as we go. Cause that's not it. I forgot what the way I explained this earlier, but like we take it as we go. It's a very flexible approach. Cause it really, really depends on the person. Sometimes there's days where some clients will show up and they'll be like, I just want to chill yoga class today. I can't, <laughs> you know, it's been a fucking day. I just want to chill out. And that's awesome. Um, there are some days where we talk at the whole, like, you know, the whole session and there's like a lot of aha moments. And there's um, after there's some things I start with. If you have are new to this work, you can go to the last, I can't remember, episodes in October, uh, how to ditch diet culture. It's some of the stuff I go through with some of my clients. Um, and then often it will kind of die, like, diverge is that the right word um and it'll be kind of like life coaching style but it always comes back to body and I do have some clients who's just like it's just movement like they just want a very specific kind of movement they have like chronic illness or they have um chronic pain or certain mobility um issues or goals or whatever and they want a very specifically tailored class for their needs all of that is possible for one-on-one and all of the above at one time. 
not at the exact same time, but all in one session, totally doable. I do have some spaces left um, for private clients. And if you're interested in doing this with me and you want to join, um, it seems like you're a thing. If you send me a message or email info at moveitbilly.com, you can ask as many questions as you have, or you can sign up for a consult. You can also just do that by emailing me, but there should be a link on my, in my, um, in my, on my website <laughs> under coaching and consulting, I think. Um, other way to work with me is Rebel Movement Club. The Rebel Movement Club has live classes every single week. There's a lot of them now. Um, there's some morning classes, some like after work classes. There's some evening, like late class, all Eastern Standard Time. You can look at the web, the schedule on my website too, under Rebel Movement Club. Um, and then this, the schedule page with the Rebel Movement Club, there's a couple of tiers of memberships, which just is basically like a weird way of explaining that, um, like different price points or how many classes you want to take. So if you're just like, I want to take five classes a week, four classes a week, or not four, fuck, four or five classes a month, I, you start with the rep, I would do the light one. Um, so it's a hundred dollars a month, five classes, um, you get all of the on-demand. And then the next tier up is the standard, regular, whatever, like all of the classes. Um, you get to take all of the live classes. You get a guest pass. You get Rebel, or you get the on-demand. Um, and that's like, I can't even remember. I can't lost count now because I've just changed it. But a lot of classes get all the recordings. And there's a VIP, which is one-on-one -on -one plus the uh, regular membership. Um, I can't remember how much that one is. And I, I think, but I think that just the regular membership is 170. Um, for all of these memberships, when you sign up for it, you can go to the schedule page and sign up for as many classes, like sign up for the classes you want to take. If you don't show up live, I'll just send you the recording. Um, and there's a little bit of a social time included. So we just say, hi, if you have any wins, you share that. If you, you know, how's your week, whatever, good like what cool dinner did he make <laughs> it's all safe feeling like fun stuff um to talk about sometimes we'll talk about like taking diet culture out of our practice too it kind of depends on the group and the day um but it's just a nice way of ma making it feel like it's not just like an online class you can just like um it's as easy to skip because there's a community and aspect to it and like that accountability with it being still um diet culture free um, you can also just do, just do the on demand, um, and you get all of the, there's meditations, there's, um, workouts, yoga classes, all different lengths. And that's essentially it. I do occasionally do consult consulting and private classes for corporate, like for corporate places, like your job, like if you want to have a, you know, a mental health day for work, you want to have a specific class for that, or um accessibility teacher trainings or anti-diet cult like how to teach anti-diet classes for studios and um places like that um and or uh teaching my supporting mental health workshop for private groups um i do that all not as much right now it's not really my current focus but i do still love doing all of those things i've had like 
um, birthday parties and like engagement things and <laughs> a bunch of fun stuff like that, which is always really nice. Um, like different collaborations and stuff like that and retreats and whatever. So, um, that's how to work with me. Easiest, like to, to narrow it down, main ways to work with me one-on-one -on -one or rebel movement club. Those are the ways, I mean, I guess like the, the, the con consulting, like the last thing I talked about, but if you're just looking for regular classes, those two are the ways you're going to get more face time with me and more um, support, especially one-on-one. -on -one. And um, yeah, that's it. You can find all the links for that in my, in my bio or at movewithbilly.com. Um, if you want to email me, ask me any questions, um, tell me how you listened to this episode. Tell me how you liked it. Send me an email info at movewithbilly.com. You can also send me a message on Instagram. I hang out there. I will answer messages. Um, it's like at move with Billy. I also have TikTok and Facebook. I do not use those as much. Uh, so it's, you probably will not get a hold of me as easily on those. And um, yeah, if you have a second, send, leave me a review on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Send this episode or the last week's teeny sewed meditation to a friend of yours. Um, and buy for me to support my business. <laughs> I'm going to go make my chicken nuggets now. I hope you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.